self-evaluation. Um, let's look at what the definition of self-evaluation was. Um, and now, now, remember when I talked about on last week um, of how on any job that you that you are on, you 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 have a position description. They give you a job description, and on that job description, um, maybe like uh, 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 six months in, they may give you a thirty uh, a ninety day probationary period, or if you're on there for some length of time. They evaluate you, or you do. You have to do what you call a midterm evaluation, a midterm evaluation. And what self-evaluation is, and then at the end of the year, you have to look at, based upon your position description, based upon your job description, remember what I said, you have to evaluate yourself. And it is so hard to evaluate yourself. It really is. It's hard to take a real hard look at yourself because when you know that you've been kind of slacking, You've been slacking, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, you want to get up there and, and, and say, well, you know, I met all my quotas, I did this, I did that. You know, you know that you didn't do it. And so sometimes, and I, I, I'm, I just I have to say for myself, like I did on last week, it was the hardest thing for me to evaluate myself. When we evaluate ourselves, we have to be honest with ourselves, honest. You, you know what? I didn't quite measure up. I didn't quite um, hit all the bullet points. And so what I said on last week was evaluation meant to judge or to calculate the quality of something. So the quality of whatever it is that you've done, when we go and we, um, we, we even in the store, we can go and we look at or we judge the quality of meats that we, amen. We, we look at it, and if it looks brown, what do we do? We, we bypass it because we're looking, we're evaluating and looking at the quality, and we're saying, well, the meat is not as, as, not, not as red as this piece of meat over here, so therefore, or it looks a little yellowish, and so we pat we're evaluating the quality of it. And so what I was saying on last week was uh, just evaluating, taking a chance of 2021. And, and I saw somebody post uh, this week on Instagram, everybody's coming up with, uh, you know, 2022, I'm going to do this. And 2022, I'm going to work out. And 2022, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. You know what? But what have you done? And, and you set out with the same goals, the same things in 2021, said, I'm going to do this. But take an evaluation. All of those things that you said that you were going to do in 2021, have you accomplished it? Have you accomplished it? Have you done it? You, you might have said, I'm going to pray more. Are you praying more? I, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm not judging anybody because this word is for me. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, all of those things that I said, God, I'm going to do better when tw I'm 2021, I'm going to do better and I'm going to do this. And, and I look back and I, that, you know, I had to look and I said, you know what, God, I have to honestly, I have to be honest with myself. There's times that I slacked off. There's times that I was like, I just don't care. There's times that I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take a, I'm going to take a break. I'm serious. And, and uh, uh, I, I say that for you to look at, take a close look at yourself. Uh, evaluation also means to appraise the value of. So if you look at 
everything that you have done in 2021, how would you assess the value of it? What value, what dollar amount would you put on it? What dollar amount? What, what I should say, would you give yourself 100%? Would you give yourself 50%, 75%? Would you give yourself 2%? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just asking some questions to, to cause you to look at what value would you put on it? What value would you put on it? And you're saying, well, there's no value that can be put on it. Yes, it is. Because when you go and you buy a car, when you go and evaluate a car, you uh, and, 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 and in the blue book value or, or in the NADA, what do they do? They look at the value of it. If you're trading in a car, what do they do? They evaluate it. They appraise it and say, well, it's only worth this much. According, amen? So it's the same thing. It's the same principle with us. It's the same principle. We have to evaluate ourselves. And on last week, I talked about um, an evaluation. And I'm just going back through some of my, um, some of my notes. I was saying that we, must, we have to be honest. We have to be honest. And we have to be aware of what, what, where we are. You know, don't look at just, I mean, just be honest. God knows where we are. And he's not, if we didn't, if we missed the mark, if we didn't quite measure up, God understands it. He's not going to shoot us down. But that's why I say he is so merciful. He gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. That's our God. But sometimes we take those opportunities for granted. I was talking to uh, Pastor Robert on the way here, and we were discussing, you know, sometimes in your, in your, you know you're doing something wrong, right? You just know it. Holy Spirit has already checked you. The Lord has already said, wait a minute, you need to do more of X, Y, and Z. And you're like, I, I promise God, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And God says, okay, keep, you know, he's merciful, merciful. But then there comes a time he, he allows you to get it straight in your own personal closet. But if you don't get it straight in your own personal closet, it's going to get exposed. What do I mean? Sometimes, and I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I'm sure you guys have. God said, get this straight in the closet. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden he said, well. I love you so much that I'm going to take the cover off and let it get exposed. And he exposes it publicly. I'm just being honest. Prime example is if you go out and you, you fornicate as a woman or whatever, and the, with the women is more prevalent, you're doing it in the closet. But oops, you have an oops moment, and then all of a sudden you're pregnant. And, and, and but God said, look, you need to stop. You need to stop shacking. You need to stop laying around. You need to stop. I, this is real stuff. This is day to day stuff. I'm just being it ain't no sugarcoating this. You know, get it right. Stop smoking. Stop doing this. Stop sinning. You, you, you're, you're calling me your father. My father don't sin. There's no sin found in me. So there's no sin that should be found in you. It's a progress, sanctification. 
He wants to sanctify us. What does sanctify mean? It means that daily he's going to clean us up. Daily it says present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And another translation, the message translation says, lay your everyday living life, lay it down before God. All of your hangups, all of God, you know, let me tell you what, I was a smoker, so I know how God can do. I was a smoker, and every day I'd wake up, I quit, I, I quit every day for like four months. Every day I quit. So calculate the number of days in four months. Every day I was quitting until one day, I don't know how it happened, but holy, I couldn't stand a cigarette. I couldn't stand the smell of a cigarette. But every day I quit smoking and I would would buy a pack of cigarettes. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even buy any because of the simple fact. I was like, no, I'm not going to buy any. Then I start bumming off of people. Because I was quitting. I was quitting. But just, holy, God knew my heart. And every day I said, God, you know, and I was remorseful. I'd cry. And all of a sudden, God just took the taste out of my mouth. So, I don't know how I got there. (laughs) Evaluating. What I was saying was, is that God will expose it. So we might as well be honest. And say, God, look, I, I, I ain't measuring up. You know, I, I'm, I, I got this issue. I got that issue. So I need for you to help me. Even Jesus evaluated himself. How many of y'all believe that Jesus evaluated himself? He evaluated himself. Look, Jesus, first of all, had a job description. Jesus came with a position description, a job description. And he, in Matthew 20 and 28, I won't have you to turn there, but it says, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to what? To serve others. And to what? To give his life as a ransom for many. That sounds like a job description to me. He came to serve. He came to serve, not to be served. So in other words, if somebody was to come and serve him, that was not, that was not what he came to do. He came to serve. And then it says his other part, uh, his other job description was to give his life, to give his life, to lay down his life. That was his sole purpose for coming, to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What's a ransom? A ransom means that something that has been paid in order to buy something back. You know, y'all know the pawn shop. You take, you know. You take guitar, you take whatever you got, and you take it there, and they hold it, and you make payments on it until you can buy it. You're literally, they loaned you the money, they loaned you the money, and now you got to buy it back. A ransom. So that was Jesus' job description. But one scripture that I do want to show you, let's look at, um, let's look at John 17, 12, and 14. And I want to show you because we are to model, Jesus came as a model, as an example for us. And so that means that as an example for us, Jesus, we must look at what Jesus did and then model ourselves and follow his example. John uh, 17, 12, and 14. John uh, 17, 12, and 14. You see that? Okay, hold on one second. I'm going. Okay. 
So let's look at it. It says, while I was with them, this is Jesus. Now, this is his self-evaluation. Listen, remember what I said. Jesus evaluated himself. It says, while I was with them, he's talking to the father. He's talking to the father. So it says, while I was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name. And then it says, in the knowledge and worship of you, this is the amplified version. It says, those you have given me, I guarded and protected, and not one of them has perished or is lost except the son, um, Judas Isaacary. Uh, Y'all know what happened to him. He, you know, he betrayed Jesus. And he says, um, and that the scripture might be fulfilled. In other words, that what you've given me to be fulfilled, the scripture, it says that the son of man may come. And it says, and now verse 13, it says, and now I'm coming to you. I say these things while I'm still in the world so that my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them. Um, let's see, it says that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected and in their souls and that they may have my gladness within them filling their hearts. Next verse. Verse 14. We there? And it says, and it says, I have given and delivered them your word. He's, he's evaluating what he did while he was here. And it says, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. They don't belong to the world, just as I am not of the world. So in other words, Jesus was talking to the father and said, look, everything that you told me to do, I gave him your word. I showed him miracles. I walked the walk that you told me to walk. I, he was evaluating himself. And, and because he gave an honest assessment of himself, we are able to use that same example and say, you know what, God, uh, 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 do I go around teaching others your word? Do I go, you know what I'm saying? Do we can evaluate our life and say, am I measuring up? What I'm trying to, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that being honest, Jesus was honest with himself. He was honest in the work that he had came to do. And we have to be honest as well. So let's go, why do we have to be honest? I mean, why do we have to evaluate? Why do we have to self do a self-evaluation? Let's look at number one. And I told you I only have two points. Number one because it's commanded. Number one is commanded. Let's look at 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight and 32. What is this? And this is talking about when uh, you, uh, those of you who have been in church and have taken communion, they read the scripture a lot of times. It says, let a man examine him. This is talking about taking the Lord's Supper. And so it said, let a man do what? Thoroughly. Mm-mm. Thoroughly examine himself or herself and only when he has done that so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup I want to look at that thoroughly examine what does it mean when you thoroughly examine something it means that you take a real close look you look deep down on the inside you um you 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 sometimes you may have to take some things apart sometimes you may have to move some things out of the way to thoroughly examine. It means that you are taking a real close look, but we're not examining somebody else. Who are we examining? We're examining ourselves. We're looking at, it's easy to see somebody else's faults, but it's hard to see our own faults. You know, uh, we call it casting shade. You know, a lot of times we want to cast shade on somebody else, but we, over here, 
we're, we, we got some mess. You know, um, I only said this. I only did this. And, and, you know, we minimize what we do and we magnify what somebody else does. We, we, we have a tendency to, to say, well, it was only just a little bit. But when that person over there does that little bit that you did or less, you're going to be, oh, look at them. Oh, my God. You're going to do, you're going to let them, ah, you, we start talking about, and look, look, the Bible talks about, look, get the beam out of your own eye before you try to get the beam out of somebody else. Or get the, the speck out of somebody else. Get, it talks about get it out of your eye. Stop looking. Get, clean yourself up. Stop trying to tell somebody else what they need to be doing. Ain't nobody your child. I'm just, if you grown, you try to get your own, get your own self. It's a, it's a full-time job trying to get your own self straight. <laughs> a full-time job. So let's look at uh, the next 29. Let's uh, go to uh, 30. Next verse, 31. Okay. All right, it's a point in there. Here it is. For if we certainly examine ourselves, in other words, looking at our own shortcomings and recognizing our own condition, you know, stop looking at somebody else's condition. Then it says we won't be judged. Nobody can't judge us because you know what? Have you ever been to a point to where you... You, you already know your own fault and your own shortcomings. So when somebody comes to you and tell you your shortcomings, it don't have a sting like it does because you were like, oh, I know that. I, I mean, you know, I already know that. You know, you left your lights on. Yeah, I know. I left them on purpose. You know, we, we already know because we, ha- we have taken the opportunity and we've taken the time to look at our own selves. So when somebody else comes to us, it's like, you know, you take the sting out of it. It don't bother you because you look at your own self and what they said really doesn't even matter. What really matters is, is how the father, you know, if the Bible, uh, David says, search me, God, know my ways. If there be anything within me, clean me up, oh God, whatever is in me, go before God and say, God, whatever is in me, whatever thoughts, whatever uh, uh, actions I'm God, I'm laying it before you. Search me. Because I can't see it right now. Search me. Show it to me. Make it plain to me. Lay it out to me. So I can, look, God, if it's going to take a, 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 a brick to throw a brick at me so I can understand what it is that you're trying to say to me. Show me me. Show me me. And it says, then it says, and we should not be judged by somebody else. When we're able to get it right, because we're going to get it right in our own clock. We can't be, we're going to come out smelling like a rose. We may go in stinking, but we're going to come out, once we come out of the presence of the Father, we're going to go out into the world. We're going to come out of that prayer closet. We're going to come out of here smelling like a rose. God, I'm going to get it right. I'm good. Because Holy Spirit is going to clean us up. He's going to wash us. He's going to cleanse us. My God, my goodness, let's go, let's go, I'm a, I'm a, I promise you, let's look at another verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, I want to talk about it is commanded, the Bible says, it says what, examine and test and evaluate your own selves, 
This is just, just as, write these scriptures down and go and study them. Write them down. That's why we give you the word, because we don't want you to say that it was me or Pastor. It's the word of God that says, it says, examine and test. What does test mean? When you go and you look at a car, you may look at it, but then what do they do? You want to take a test drive, and so they put that little uh, 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 dealer tag on it, and y'all take it for a test drive, and then they have a certain route that they take you. You know what I'm saying? To take you for a test ride. But you're evaluating and you're testing the quality, you know, of the car. Well, wait a minute. This seat don't quite feel right. It don't have the get up and go that I want it to. But you are examining. The Bible says to examine. And it says holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. What is your, the fruits of your faith? If you say that you are saved, go look at Galatians, the fifth chapter. It talks about the fruit of the spirit. If the spirit of God is in you, then that means that you should be manifesting. It should, means that you should be showing characteristics of the fruit that is in Galatians 5. There you go. There you go, my sister. Galatians 5.22. You're not going to go into an apple tree and get an orange because that's bad fruit. Something ain't right. I'm just saying, if you go to an apple tree and get an orange, something didn't go right. So making sure that you are having the proper fruit as a child of God, making sure. All I'm saying is just evaluate yourself. Just look at it. I can't do it for you. It's commanded. My last point is it is necessary for our spiritual growth. You know, when, when, when you get evaluated on your job or wherever, they're telling you, okay, you, you fell a little short in this area, and this is what you need to do to improve. You know, this is what you need to do to get uh, uh, exceed fully successful or, you know, to bring this score up. Or even when you're in school, it, they tell you what you need to do to bring your grade up. It's the same thing spiritually. You know, Holy Spirit will tell you this is what you, he will literally hold your hand and walk you through how to get it right. And I don't know why, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not bashing anybody, but I want us to look at ourselves and say, wait a minute, God, you know, search me and then help me to get it right. So it's necessary for your spiritual growth. You don't want to be drinking the milk of the word the, your whole life. You've been saved for 20 years and you're still the same that you were 20 years when you first got saved. God says, I need to see some growth. It is necessary for our spiritual growth. Let's look at Lamentations 3.40. Lamentations 3.40 says, let what? Let us test and examine our ways and let us return to the Lord. So that means that returning means that there is going to be growth. It means that when you return, it's like, okay, God, um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stay stuck in the mud anymore. But I've gotten my feet up out of the mud, and now I'm returning. That's growth. When you say, I'm not going I'm gonna, I'm, I'm to let this thing ke keep me down all the time. You know, it can even be sometimes um, um, being negative. Being negative and, and, and just having a, a air of, of just unappreciativeness. And we've experienced a lot of that, I'm going to just be honest, this week. Oh, and, and I was talking to somebody, and they were saying, you know what, Pastor Wendy, I don't know what it is. It's like people have just been so, 
and just really have been um, um, just mean this year. And I, I don't even know why. I, I mean, I have no idea. But the thing is, I cannot let that bother me. I cannot let that deter me because they're mean. Does that mean that I need to be mean with them? Because they're nasty. Does that mean that I need to be nasty with them? It's like, you know what? I had to take it to the Lord and say, God, you know, this is here. And then I came out and I returned. I'm like, okay, you know, I need to display the proper fruit. So Ephesians 5 and 15, I got two more scriptures and we're done. Ephesians 5 and 15. It says, look carefully then how you walk to live purposely. Growth growth and that worthily and accurately what did I say that what is our job how do we know how to walk how do we know how to live this the word of God the word of God has every answer that we need it's in there it's in there it's in the book but it says live purposely and worthily and accurately not as unwise but as wise sensible you don't want nobody to call you unintelligent you don't want, the, oh, they, ain't, they don't have no sense. If somebody said, you don't have no sense, you're going to take it offensively, right? You are. So the Bible says be purpose. Let, look at how you're walking so that you can be wise. God will give us wisdom beyond our years, and I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer of it. The Bible says that if any man lack what? If any man lack knowledge, let him ask of God who gives liberally and does not hold back. He will give it to you. He will give you knowledge of even yourself. And then the last scripture is 1 Timothy. We're, we're going sk to skip that scripture. What I, want, what I really wanted us to understand today, take an evaluation. Take an evaluation of your relationship with the Father. Take an evaluation of your life. You know, we're not going to get it all right. I'm just going to be honest. We're we going to mess up. We're going to mess up. We're just going to do it. It's just, it's just that way. But when we mess up, don't stay there. Be honest and say, I messed up. God, there's some things and there are some people in this room and there are some people that are watching us live stream that God has spoken to your heart to do certain things. And you say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And I'm going to put myself in it too. God has spoken to us, and we say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it. And tomorrow has never come, and we make that promise. God said, it's okay. We're going to mess up. We're going to fall short. But it's like, Lord, you know, help me to get back on track. Help me to stay on track. Because, God, I need you. I want to honestly look at my own self. I know that person has been around you and you know you blaming your action you can't blame nobody for your own action you can't blame anybody well they made me do it didn't nobody make you do anything you did it because you wanted to do it you willed to do it so I say on today evaluate yourself just be honest your whole life goals vision dreams Lay it before God. Tell him, God, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. And do me one favor. Don't go looking on social media and trying to evaluate yourself on social media. Because a lot of people do it. They look at what's going on on social media, and, I, I, and I'm going to close. 
they, they look on social media. And people put on social media what they want. Mm-hmm. Had a case, this uh, a person this week was, you know, every time you turn around, they were posting. And, you know, it was like, you know, living large and doing this and doing that and putting forth that good look. Found out this week that they were using alcohol to numb the pain. Life has now just spiraled out of control. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes in people's lives. So that's why we have to look at our own selves and say, you know what, God? I can't can't try to be like nobody else. Whoever you told me to be and whatever you told me to do, that's all I can do because you've equipped me to do it. So let's bow our heads as as we close. Father, we just praise you and we thank you. First of all, God, we want to um, make an appeal for those, Father, who need to know you as their personal Savior. Father, we pray and we lift them up right now. We ask if you are one of those who need to give your life to Christ, just say, God, here I am, and I give my life to you, totally surrendered to you. I give you my heart and ask you to come into my heart, and I make you Lord of my life because I want to live for you. I don't want to live as the world lives anymore, but I want to live for you, so I surrender my life to you. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And then maybe you have uh, have strayed away and you're saying, Lord, I need to return back to you. I know what it is to feel your presence. I know what it is for you to love on me. And so, Lord, I'm returning back to you now and asking that you would just, just help me to walk this walk with you again. Help us, Father, to get it right. Help us to be honest with ourselves. I pray for healing for those who need a physical healing or, or, or maybe it's an emotional healing. Maybe it's a, a healing of the mind. We pray for healing of their total body, spirit, mind, body, and soul. We pray for healing for them right now in the name of Jesus. And I stretch forth my hand towards each of you, those who are in the building and those who are watching us via uh, live stream. I stretch my hand to you and pray that you would feel the love of the Father. I pray that you would feel the comfort of the Father. I pray right now that you would be lifted during this time, that you would be encouraged during this time, that you, that God would let his favor come towards you during this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank everyone for being here on today. Praise you. Thank you for coming out, even during the rain. Um, We just love, I I just love you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I love each and every one of you. Make sure that you stop the live stream. Praise God. We're going to, I know I was going to do it before I spoke, but let's just get our gifts together. Um. And Peter Swipe, we do believe in giving. The Bible says that, you know, he w- if when we give, he's going to give back to us, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Well, men give unto our bosom. So whatever it is, the gift that you have. Pastor Robert, can you give me my wallet, please? Whatever gift it is.
the bucket is right back there. You can just drop it right in the bucket. And as you get prepared to give, I'm just going to pray for just praise you for every gift and every giver. Thank you, Father, for everything that you have given to us. And we give it back to you as we 